One of the most exciting developments that I've seen in the last couple of years is an increased conversation about values and money. I started making value-driven financial choices in high school when I decided to boycott an American state. This state, which shall remain nameless, was fighting a political change that I supported. In fact, they were pretty aggressive about not supporting this change, and I decided that I would never spend my money in that state again. In fact, I will be honest and say that I did break that boycott one time about six years ago, five years ago, I don't know, it was recently. And the reason why I broke it was because an organization that I currently belong to held a reunion in a town in that state. While the reunion was absolutely wonderful, the people still are shitty. (laughs) I guess some things just never change. When designing a values-driven life, a values-driven financial life, there are a number of things to consider. And in this short episode, I'd like to walk you through that process. In order to go to the show notes, you'll go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash value-driven life. decide and identify what are your personal values and how those values impact the spending that you're going to do. Now, I'm not talking about like random spending. I'm talking about all your spending, whether it is with an electric provider. So we just saw how Texas got decimated by snowpocalypse and the people on the gritty grid, and by the way, anything called gritty, I'm a little leery of, They are now on the hook for thousands and thousands of dollars of bills because they were on that grid. So they made the determination that normally it's inexpensive, but then they had a surge. So you're looking at everything from who you get electricity from, your phone service, your groceries, your clothing, your food. You're just, you're just looking at everything. And it's not a complicated process because you're doing this over time. Now, for me, I'm going to share how I go about doing this. I believe in climate change. I really do. And after having significant fire seasons every single year for the past five years easily, it's something that I truly care about and am concerned about. So I use a car share program and I'm going to be honest, I love it. Each year I use it, I love it more. (laughs) And not only does it save me thousands of dollars a year, it also provides me access to a fleet of hybrid vehicles, which are earth friendly. I also love that my car share program currently operates as a nonprofit program. So how their business model is, is very different than say a for-profit and what they're able to do for their clientele is a little bit different because they're nonprofit. I love it. I shop local. This is kind of interesting because I actually started doing this very young. And the reason why was because of a marketing campaign that started when I was younger about always buying Colorado. And for some reason, that campaign always stuck with me and all the other kids who grew up in Colorado during that time. As I got older, though, I also met a lot of 
the amazing entrepreneur is running the small businesses in and around my state. So I really enjoyed purchasing from them because I knew who they were and they really appreciated my business and support. I do this to this day. I love meeting business owners. They're just wonderful people typically when I meet them and I get treated like a princess anywhere I go. So it's just a win, win, win. And I love it. Um, and I love what they're doing. If they're shitty, by the way, obviously I don't support them. Pretty straightforward. I also support black owned businesses. Now in a previous episode, I shared how I go about doing that, especially because my state isn't a Mecca for black people. <laughs> it's, it's not Atlanta. I don't live in Atlanta, but I do think it's really important to figure out how you can support black and other POC owned businesses 365 days a year. And technology is a key part of doing that as well as supporting allied businesses. I love the earth because it's my only home right now. Like I'm not going to be living on Mars anytime soon. And so I really focus on supporting and using earth-friendly products. In fact, I even carry a steel straw with me. I don't walk around with it though, because I don't want to trip and have it impale me like that poor lady in England. But I have been system systematically changing the products that I use in my house so that they have a longer life cycle and also so with a, a focus on sustainability. I support products and businesses that have a social impact component to it whenever possible. I actually absolutely love these types of businesses because it's a win-win. And in case you're like, well, what, what exactly do you mean by that? What are social impact products and businesses? I've got some examples for you. Tom's Shoes. You buy a pair, they give a pair. Muchacha Coffee. This is actually a company I just discovered this week. And basically they support Latinas in the entire coffee supply chain. It's an all woman owned business. Patagonia Outdoor Goods. I love Patagonia partly because they help people repair their products so that they, they the life cycle of those products last longer. And they're consistent. They understand that if the earth burns up, we can't enjoy the outdoors. So they're very consistent about their messaging, about what they do and their platform. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I stand. I stand for Ben and Jerry's. Little John Produce Boxes. This is a company here in Denver. And what they do is they provide produce boxes locally. And what's so cool about this is we can also purchase boxes for other people and support people who are experiencing food insecurity at the same time, also shopping local locally so that we can eat well. So it's a win-win. And then other products such as Greenwood app, which is a banking app that provides ex uh, expanded access to banking for people of color. Goal Setter app. This is a great app created by Tanya Van Court. She is a woman of color out of New York City, and it helps young people in particular learn how to set financial goals and attain them. It's just the coolest thing ever. Locally for me here in Denver, I'm also looking to put money in the Native American bank. There's a, a local branch in the city center, as well as one bank, which is a black owned bank. There is no branch in Denver, <laughs> but the cool thing is I can open up an account online. So these are ways to support organizations and businesses that have a social component to them. 
and they're super easy to do. So for example, my Native American bank account could be used for traveling. So you just decide what you wanna do. In defining your values, the goal is to really understand what's important to you, what I care about, you may not. So just as a side note, we're all different people. Don't have the idea that living a value-driven life has to be all or nothing. In fact, that mindset will guarantee failure in your focus as you shift towards a value-driven lifestyle. My goal is to trend at least 50% of my spending and investment um, to meet my values-based parameters because sometimes I'm going to be in other spaces where I can't control what's around me and it'll be difficult to do. And, I, and I'm acknowledging that. That's also the reason why I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian anymore because I might be traveling and people might feed me some food and I'm just going to be like, thank you. <laughs> Keep it easy. Just random food for thought, literally. Be vocal about your beliefs without being judgmental. This is a, a really difficult skill to develop, actually. Not everyone is able to do this, but you're more likely to get people to respect your process and your boundaries if you're not a hard ass about what other people are doing with their own money. I may want people to do certain things, but I am not earning their money and I'm not paying their bills. So all I can do is lead by example and, and go from there. And when people are interested in what I'm doing, share the information. That's it. Technology is your friend during this process, but be aware of how technology interfaces with those businesses and organizations that you'd like to support. For example, if you're trying to support local restaurants by using Grubhub, that's good. However, be aware that Grubhub and similar apps like that actually eat up the restaurant's profits every time you make a purchase via that platform versus ordering the food and picking it up from the restaurant itself. So if you have an opportunity to either drive by the, the restaurant or use their actual service to deliver versus Grubhub, do the first two, not Grubhub. Sorry, Grubhub, but you know, I know you got to make your money, but so do, so do the restaurants. Um, and then finally, ask questions and quickly do your research. When I go to Whole Foods, Safeway, and other grocery stores around town, there are actually signs that indicate which goods are locally produced in my state. Or for, for example, if I'm in a fashion boutique or something like that, I'll just ask questions. Where was this made? Who is the designer? How did you find this product? And then that helps me to make decisions. It doesn't mean that I won't buy a thing that's not from Colorado. It just means that I prefer it. But if I see some cute outfit from New York, of course I'm going to buy it. Like, it, you know, let's not be rigid. Spread the word. Referrals are an important part of this process. One of the most important areas of focus for me moving forward is just being in alignment with what I, what I value. Basically, working to be in alignment in all aspects of my life whenever possible. You can't always be 100% of the time in alignment, but I'm trying to focus on how can I be consistent. Let me know if you've decided to live a value-driven life, what's been easy about it, what's been difficult. I would love to hear your side of the story. Thank you.